Welcome to Real Marketers, where we hear from marketers who move fast, ask forgiveness, not permission, obsess about driving results, and are filled to the brim with crazy ideas and the guts to implement them. This is not a fireside chat, and there's absolutely no bullshit allowed here. And I'm your host, Stephanie Cox. I have more than 15 years of marketing experience, and I've pretty much done about everything in my career. I believe speed is better than perfection. I use the Oxford comma. I love Coca-Cola, have exceptionally high standards, and surround myself with people who get shit done. On this show, my guests and I will push boundaries and share the real truths about marketing and empower you to become a real marketer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Real Marketers. And we've got a special one for you today. It's going to be a little bit meta, like a podcast talking about the Real Marketers podcast. But I thought it was such a timely issue for us to chat about. One, because we reached out to a bunch of people on social this week about guests for 2021. And the response was literally overwhelming. I don't think I've ever gotten so many DMs on Twitter in my entire life. But also because I get asked all the time, why did you create a podcast? How do you get guests on the show? How do you get an episode out every week? And I just thought it was time for us, especially when you're thinking about 2021 planning, to talk about what it's really like to produce a podcast. So here we are, and I am joined by my colleague, Michelle Lawrence, who, while I might be the voice of the podcast, is the person that actually makes sure that we get an episode out every single week because we could not do it without her. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. And just so everyone knows, I gave Michelle like, I don't know, like 30 minutes notice that we were going to do this episode in true like real marketers fashion. I was like, I have this idea. Guys, welcome to my world. I get a Slack <laughs> before and she's like, oh, do you want to be on a podcast today? I'm like, sure. Why not? <laughs> and the great part about Michelle is she's learned to just roll with the punches and not really question like the craziness that is my brain. <laughs> exactly. So Michelle um, runs content at Limovate and is responsible for the blog, all the cool infographics, eBooks we create, as well as what I think has really been a kick-ass mobile, kick-ass social strategy this year and bringing a lot of fun to that. So Michelle, anything else you want to add to about kind of what you're responsible for at Limovate? I think you covered a lot of the big stuff. Um, you know, a new addition recently has been running the Real Marketers community, um, which we can talk more about later on in this episode. But that has been really rewarding and a really fun challenge for me, um, kind of in addition to running content and social for Limitweight. So let's talk about the show. Um, I think a lot of you, if you've been a longtime listener, we have had our show for over two years now. It started out as mobile matters. And we rebranded as real marketers earlier this year. And part of the reason we started a show was not like super strategic. If we're, I'm being completely honest, I knew very little about podcasting for B2B two years ago. You know, most of the podcasts I listened to were like the crime series back then in 2018. Um, it wasn't B2B ones. And I met with someone and she just to chat about like being a mom, being a leader and tech companies. And she was talking about how, you know, her business was helping B2B companies create podcasts. And I was like, Oh, tell me more about that. I'd never thought about it in that vein. And then, you know, fast forward six weeks, we launched our first show. And so I think, you know, mobile matters was a great opportunity for us to get a ton of amazing brands on the show, 
from like Amazon to Google to Microsoft, MGM Resorts, Campbell Soup, Crayola, the list goes on and on. And we'll talk more about how we did that. But also, you know, really what Michelle has helped with this year has been the rebrand to real marketers. And part of that, I think it kind of highlights the community aspect that she was talking about earlier too, was wanting to create a place where marketers could have authentic conversations. So Michelle, like, why don't you tell me a little bit about like, what exactly is a real marketer? Yeah. Um, so if you've ever met Stephanie, um, I think she embodies a real marketer and I'm not just saying that because you are my boss. Um, you know, you speak your mind. Um, I think that's the main thing that makes up a real marketer. Um, you're not afraid to maybe offend a few people with some of your hot takes that you may have about marketing. Um, and then and there are a lot of them, you guys, there are a lot of hot takes. <laughs> we like to call them Stephanie's rants here at Limitate. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of marketers are maybe afraid to vocalize their opinion on something. Um, and I think a real marketer isn't afraid to just say, you know, screw it. I, this is my opinion on this topic and I'm sorry if it offends you, but this is what it is. Um, I think that's what's really cool about the show is trying to find people like that. Cause it's actually harder than you think. I, exactly. And so, and another thing that makes up a real marker is you get shit done. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of marketers baby move a little bit slower um, and are afraid to kind of disrupt the process in an organization. And real marketers aren't afraid to do that. They're not afraid to be in uncomfortable conversations with their organization and say, you know, marketing is hard and we need to get this done now if we want to um, position ourselves really well for the future. And so that I think is what a real marketer is. Yeah. I think the best way I would say that too is real marketers come in and like blow everything up. We're like, well, this isn't working. Let's just start from scratch. Um, and that's totally cool with them. So let's talk about kind of like the rebrand for the show. You know, I think it started, I had this crazy idea that I was like, what if we changed the show name and called it about real marketers? So as we thought about kind of like reframing the show, Michelle, from your perspective, like what was the hardest part of this journey from, you know, having a successful show of mobile matters to getting us to be real marketers? So real marketers is essentially an entire new show. Um, yes, we had mobile matters before, um, and that laid a really good foundation, um, for us in the future, but it was essentially like pressing the start over button. Um, and I have never done podcasting before in my career. So you've got a new show essentially, and you have someone who has never dabbled in the world of podcasting. So <laughs> it was navigating a new channel, um, while trying to rebrand a new, a new show. And so, um, you know, I get a, I get a slack from Stephanie at 7 PM on a week, a weekday night. And she goes, I've got a that crazy idea. <laughs> I think that happened last night. <laughs> it did <laughs> for this. Um, and she goes, why don't we rebrand the show to real marketers? And, you know, I'm just here for the ride. So I said, sure. Why not? This is going to be fun. And so, you know, I think we started off being a little bit punchier than we were for Mobile Matters. And I think our entire team kind of 
kept building off each other um, and almost daring one another to be punchier and punchier. Um, I'll add, if you've ever met our team, uh, we're a lot. Um, in fact, Stephanie usually puts out a warning when she brings new people onto the team. We have zero filter, we're loud, we're opinionated, um, and we have this no BS kind of attitude. And so I think we had a lot of fun kind of turning the podcast into what our team was um, and kind of growing it from there. Um, so that's kind of the story behind the rebrand is we kind of just wanted to make it ourselves and, you know, make it something that our team would resonate with, um, what we would listen to if we were listening to a B2B marketing podcast. And I think that's so important, Michelle, because I feel like sometimes what, if I look at the whole world of B2B marketing podcasts or just B2B podcasts in general, a lot of times it's like the same people that you would hear, at, you know, doing keynotes at these conferences and yes, that's great. But like, I don't want to hear the same person talk about the same topic like 10 times on 10 different shows. I want to hear something different. I want to hear the what's really happening. Yeah, it's great to share these big visions. But like, tell me how you do it. Tell me like what didn't work. How can I learn from you? And especially in 2020, where you can't have that many networking opportunities in person now, you know, I want to talk to other marketers who are actually doing the work, who are actually struggling with the same problems that I'm struggling with and telling me, you know, hey, I did this. It worked great. Hey, I did this. It failed miserably. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, And so I think that's been like a really fun twist for us. And I think it's part of the reason why the show's been so successful since we launched this version of it. But I also think, you know, if you're thinking about starting a podcast for the first time, one of the things that you need to think about is why would someone listen to you? I think a lot of times in marketing, people think about, you know, why, like I'm doing this as my brand and the reason why I want to do it from a brand's perspective. And you need to flip that idea and say, but why would someone listen to it? What are they going to get out of it? Would you listen to it if it wasn't your show? And if not, then like you have a problem with the foundation of your show. And I think that's so important as more and more brands start doing podcasting and podcasting becomes oversaturated and it will eventually, you need to think about like, why are you different than everyone else? Why are you different than the other hundreds of podcasts out there in kind of that area that you're in? And so I really challenge everyone to think about that and think about the purpose of the show is your purpose to generate leads. And I know Michelle and I will talk about that in a second. We have some real hot takes on that. Um, but, or is it to, you know, educate and influence people and get them to think differently about marketing? Is it to help them? Is it to, you know, share what works, what doesn't work? Is it to just deliver your own expertise? And it really, you know, I think doesn't matter which one you choose, as long as it's true to who you are and you truly believe your audience will want to listen to that type of content. But I think that's like the biggest problem in podcasts today is that people don't go, what does my audience want? They think about what their brand wants. And I think for us, we're really focused on like, what does the audience want? And I will give you an example. You know, I do a lot of interviews for this show and there's a lot of people that I think on paper or, you know, when I look at them on LinkedIn would be great guests. And I do the interview and maybe they're not as great. Um, They're not as engaging or their content isn't as helpful. And I'm not afraid not to air the episode. Um, I always tell everyone if that's the case, but part of the reason is because I want to deliver a certain type of content every single week and I want it to be helpful. I want listeners to go like I listened to that and that was super impactful to me. And if you can't do that, 
you know, on a show, on an interview for us, then it's not a good fit. You know, I could just do the opposite and just throw out those episodes every week, but then I'm not staying true to what the purpose of my show is, which is to provide helpful content every single week. So if you're thinking about a new show, I highly encourage you to go, what does my audience want? What do they want to get out from this? And then really start making sure that all the content you create for it hits that goal. And if not, you've got a problem. So Michelle, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I totally agree with you on what you just said. Um, You know, I think another thing that makes up a real marketer is not being afraid to share what works for you and um, conversely, what doesn't. Um, You know, a lot of other marketing podcasts um, are very generalized and the the host or the guest doesn't offer um, actionable insights. And it's like, why are you holding back? Like, why are you keeping these marketing secrets just for yourself? Um, you know, we always talk about here at Limovate, you know, it's okay to get inspiration from other people. You're not going to do it exactly like them. You're going to put your own unique twist on it. So I think don't be afraid to share, um, actionable insights into what helps you, um, in marketing. No, I think that's such a good point. So let's talk about leads. Why don't you tell everyone like what the purpose of our show is? Are we trying to generate like all these leads? (laughs) No, that is a hard and fast rule. Um, I think a lot of people might not even know that Lumivate is tied to real marketers. And I think we did that really intentionally. We are not trying to get people to buy um, from us with our podcast. We're just trying to build a community full of like-minded people um, and a safe place to talk. Um, you know, we're trying to build a space where it's not social media, where you can post your marketing secrets or marketing questions. Um, and so I think that's been a really unique perspective for the, for the podcast brand. Well, what's interesting about that is we started off the show idea of real marketers because I did just what you said, like wanted to share all that type of stuff. And then it kind of created, it kind of created like this own life of itself. Right. And now we have the real marketers community and the whole thought behind that is like, how do we then take this concept on the show and bring it to more people? How do we create a safe space where marketers feel like they can talk to other marketers about the real problems that they're having? And I think that's so important these days is to find your like inner circle, your tribe, whatever you want to call it of people that you trust and can go to. And how do we do that in a way that empowers marketers of all levels. Cause I think that's one thing too, that is different about our show than you might see on other shows. We've been really intentional with that with real marketers. And it's one of the big differences I think between mobile matters and real marketers is we're not trying to get all of these like senior level marketers on the show. Yes, we'll have some, but I also want to talk to like the marketing specialist or the content marketing specialist about what they're doing, because there's a ton of value that young talent can bring to the overall community that they have different perspectives. Like for instance, we talked about TikTok on a couple episodes back. I have like no idea what TikTok is, you guys, like besides, you know, that's for teenagers or that's what I thought prior to that conversation. And there's so much that I learned from it. And then I may have like slacked Michelle and been like, hey, we might be starting TikTok at Limovate, FYI. And then I had a heart attack because I knew I was going to have to run it. <laughs> that is accurate. Yes. Um, the heart, minus the heart attack part, not real. Um, but I think that's so important is, you know, shows that find different people and are representative of the community they're trying to create. Cause that's really what podcasting is, is you got to think of it as a community of listeners. 
And for us, you know, that's now morphed into the actual real marketers community. So Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about like kind of what we're doing there and why we think that's so important? Yeah. So we, okay. So take a step back and ask yourself, where would you usually connect with other marketers if this wasn't 2020? It would be other networking events. And so since those aren't happening this year, um, for obvious reasons, it kind of just happens on social media. And I kind of have a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. Um, I think earlier this year, you know, it used to be an actual networking platform that people could post ideas, post questions. And I think it's kind of turned into something else. And I, so Michelle, are you talking about all the bro posts that we see on LinkedIn that you and I both love? <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so, you know, I think LinkedIn kind of lost its face value for marketers. And so this past week, um, if you are on Twitter, I am sure that you saw hashtag marketing Twitter. Marketers needed a new place to connect with other marketers. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, this hashtag blew up. Other marketers were connecting with other marketers, introducing themselves, you know, um, asking questions about marketing, asking opinions on, you know, hey, I have this issue. What are you guys doing about it? Um, so I think that is a real um, kind of challenge for marketers is they don't have this great place or community to kind of connect. And so with the Real Marketer Slack group that we started, um, it's been a really cool space to watch other marketers interact with other marketers, you know, ask questions about, hey, what are you doing for your 2021 content strategy? Um, who's got a digital marketing hack that I haven't heard of yet? So they're asking all these different questions. And like we said earlier, people are not afraid to actually, you know, share their secrets and say what worked and what hasn't. Well, and that I think is a great example of like, we've turned the podcast listeners into an actual community that we're still working to grow and build. And I think it's a really cool way to connect people virtually of all different levels across B2B, B2C, B2B2C. Um, it's been really cool to watch take off and we're just in its infancy. So I'm excited to see what happens with it in 2021. But let's get to like some brass tacks around creating the show. I would love to tell you that there is like this really well thought out strategy to real marketers, the show and the guests that we have on. And a lot of times there is, and I do have a list of people that I go after that I want to have on the show, but I also have really embraced this idea of just being in the moment and who are the people that are talking about something or doing something timely. And it's exactly why we're doing this episode today is, you know, I've been asked so many people by, by so many people, like, what are you doing on the show? How have you been able to get these people on it? And I felt like we needed to share, but also because I posted on marketing Twitter earlier this week about getting guests for 2021 and just really was overwhelmed and like actually needed Michelle's help to like corral all of it because I was like, there are too many people, um, help me, which she's fantastic at doing. But I think it's, you know, timeliness is such a big deal and being able to find people on the show that are coming up with cool ideas or doing something really unique and then having them on the show like that week or the next week has been a really different way of thinking about real marketers compared to our mobile matters show. So in the past I would, 
reach out to a ton of people. And then I would record six to eight episodes. And then those would come out over, you know, the next month or two. And we started doing that with real marketers, you guys. Like I started with the same approach. And then when I realized like 2020 makes that absolutely impossible (laughs) Um, for a couple of reasons. One, things change so fast right now. Um, A show that I recorded four weeks ago may no longer be relevant. Also, you know, things that you talk about just in context may seem super outdated. So I couldn't get in this habit of like pre-recording all these different episodes and then launching them. So instead, a lot of times what I do is I record one or two episodes a week and then they go out immediately following. So I'm not trying to pre-record all of these shows. And even with all of the interest and guests that we'll have on for 2021, I was just talking to Rob, who is also on our team, who does all of the editing for the show. You know, we might have to go to two episodes a week at some point because I don't want to have this huge backlog of guests that we've recorded that I can't get out because I feel like the faster I get them out, the faster everyone can learn from them, which is a completely different concept than we had when we first started the show. So I think that's like the first thing is we think about guests differently than we did before. Um, Also, the thing that I've done before is I initially would only do our outreach to all the guests that I had on the first season of Mobile Matters were because I reached out to them. Um, this year, I or in this season, I am doing something similar. I'm doing outreach. So I do have that list like I mentioned before. But I'm also encouraging people to tell me who else they want to have on the show. Or like I did on Twitter, I asked, you know, like, hey, if you want to be on the show, like send me a message. Let's talk about an idea that you have. And let's see if it makes sense for you to be on the show if you fit this criteria of what a real marketer is. And I'd encourage more people to do that because I think sometimes when you think about your show guests, you know, our first inclination is to go to all the big names, right? Which that's great. But there's also a lot of value in getting people who have never been on a show before. Like Michelle, this is what your second podcast you've ever been on? It is. (laughs) Because I made you do the other, the previous one with me (laughs) on a different show. It's like we're going on a podcast tour together. We are. But would you have ever otherwise raised your hand and said, I feel qualified to be on a podcast? No, especially because I am younger in my career. I, and this is something I put on myself. I feel like I haven't earned, um, you know, the time to be on a podcast. Um, I feel like I haven't had enough, you know, experience to be giving other marketers advice, but I mean, that's really not the case. Um, no matter how much experience you have, um, whether it's your first job out of college or whether you're well into your career, you have something to add um, that others haven't thought of before. Exactly. And that's part of the reason I think more shows should do like almost like an open call for people who want to be guests on it. And I know that's hard to manage, but I can tell you like the diversity of thought that you're going to get on your show is going to be so great, especially if you stay true to who you are and the type of guests that you want to have on the show. Like for us, like I'm only going to have people on the show that fit that definition of a real marketer. Um, But I'm really open to who that looks like and what where they might work, how many years of experience they might have, because I think there's so much we can learn from everyone across a lot of different areas. So let's talk also brass tacks about like actual production. So one of the things that I will tell you, I'm a big stickler for, and I do this for almost every single guest is I do a guest guide. And part of that is to make everyone feel comfortable. 
Um, it's all the information about what to expect during the show. And I'm happy if you want to send me a DM on Twitter or on LinkedIn to send you a copy of what our guest guide looks like if you want to use that for your own shows. And it has a couple of questions, has some sample questions. Now I tell everyone, I am not going to ask you these questions in this order. And it is very possible I ask you one of these questions and then none of the rest of them, depending on where, where the conversation goes. But I think it's such a great way to make sure you produce your show. One, it makes everyone feel comfortable because they kind of know the direction that you want to take the conversation based on what they know about you. But then also more importantly, it gives you a starting point to start the conversation. And I think when people know like the first question you're going to ask them, it puts them at ease. And then it really does become a conversation between two people. Like my goal is that you're listening to the show and going like, it's basically like I'm sitting at like the bar with Stephanie and this person hearing what they're talking about. Like that's my whole concept of what I'm trying to deliver. So guest guides, super important. I know Michelle could probably rant a little bit about like other podcasts that ask us to give them the questions when I'm going to be a guest on, right, Michelle? (laughs) There are so many podcasts that ask us to provide the questions for their show. And it's just like, what, what fun is that? Aren't you interested in having kind of more of an organic conversation? I get it. I am type A. Um, in fact, I wrote out a little bit of what I thought we were going to be talking about today, but I have not looked at it once. And it would be so boring if I just went off the notes that I've written down before. But I think what's important is like, because you knew the topic of conversation, you did a little prep beforehand. And while you haven't used any of it, you feel more comfortable now, don't you? (laughs) Yep, exactly. And that's really the part, like to my madness and why I sent out the guest guide is to get everyone comfortable faster. It also tells them like that we use Zencaster for the recording. Here's how you can test it. So everyone kind of knows what to expect. And like pro tip, if you are going to have a show, make sure you tell your guests if it's audio only or video too, because there's nothing worse than getting on a podcast and not realizing it's video recording as well when you are not prepared for the video recording. Um, so just a little personal tip there. So then once we do the show, what I do, and I will fully admit, I am horrible at audio editing. I am not good at it. I do not know how to do it. Um, and I don't think I want to learn. So what I do then is Rob on our team actually usually compresses the, the two files I get from Zencaster into one and merges them. And then I put them in Trent, which is what we use to do all of our basically content editing from. And so what it does is it'll transcribe it. And I say transcribe like loosely. I mean, Michelle, we would say it's like what, like 60% accurate, 70%. If that, if that Michelle has edited transcripts. So she, trust me, um, has felt the pain of this, but what it does then is it lets me listen to the show again in the interview and cut out different places that I want to. So for instance, I want to cut out this portion of the conversation or I want to edit out a couple of ums, et cetera. And I would tell you like my goal as much as humanly possible is to, is to keep the show as true to its recording as possible. Um, there will be times where a guest stumbles and I will like let them scratch that and we'll cut out that, that portion and just kind of like skip over where they stumbled and go back to their actual answer. But my hope is to have it as authentic as possible. And there are times where the show and the interview is like really long. And I've done interviews with people that I was hoping to for 
them to be like 25, 30 minutes and they were an hour. And so I cut stuff out so I can make that into a second episode or to a cutting room floor episode later. But that's really what we do. And then, you know, from there I take basically my post-production, which is usually the intro for, as you guys have heard on the show where I intro the guest. And then I do a quick outro at the end where I wrap up the episode and I pass it over to Rob and Rob does his editing magic. Um, and he will have him on the show at some point to explain all the things that he does tied to it. And then, and then it goes to Michelle, Michelle, you want to talk a little bit about like, how do you get this show out every week? Sure. Um, so Usually on Fridays, um, I'll get the edited version of the show, and we use Casted to host the podcast. Um, and the reason why we really like uh, Casted is because it makes it really easy, A, to get premium transcriptions. So I don't spend four hours listening to one episode multiple times trying to get an entire episode's transcription. <laughs> um, I've done that, and it's not a lot of fun. Um, so we use premium transcriptions there, which makes it really easy to get content from, which I'll talk more about that later. Um, but also they have this, um, feature, it's called audiograms. Um, and you can take like a two minute clip from your episode and kind of turn it into a visual graphic that you can share on, you know, your blogs or social media. Um, so it's just a really great way to repurpose your content. So you're not just promoting it on the day that you, um, that your podcast goes live because who just wants a little bit of, you know, spike in their episode launch day. No one. The goal is to get, um, consistent amount of listeners throughout the week to listen to your episode. Um, so I will take it and put it into casted. Um, and then once the episode is launched on Mondays, um, you know, I'll usually kind of plan out the different blogs that we're going to write for that episode. Um, so one thing that we've been doing recently is taking one episode and having, um, let's call it, you know, two to four different blog posts, depending on the theme. Um, so that's a great way to expand your content. Um, and then for social, you know, you can take like little quotes from, you know, the episode, which is a great reason why you should transcribe your content marketer will thank you if you have a transcription for your podcast. Um, it makes it super easy just to get little quotes to post on social. Um, and then another thing that we do is, uh, we'll write bigger pieces of content, um, kind of focusing on the whole show. Um, so, you know, some ideas for this could be, you know, the best quotes from the season or the greatest hacks that we've learned from our guests. Whatever it is, it's a great way to kind of keep um, kind of churning out content for your show. Well, and I think one of the things that I want everyone to understand is like, we don't just take one episode and then launch on Mondays and never think about it again. Michelle is constantly reusing content, like even from past episodes that we've had that were on months ago, because there's so much value to us having that content and being in front of people, especially when your episodes you know, where the learnings are fairly, fairly evergreen or even timely that people can gain knowledge from. So that is really how real marketers has come to be and what it's like to get the show off the ground every single week. Um, Michelle, what else would you add? Anything else that we missed that we didn't talk about? I would just add, don't be afraid to repurpose your content. 
Um, if you're afraid of, oh, well, I already shared that LinkedIn post a couple months ago. Who is going to remember what they liked on LinkedIn three months ago? Um, the answer is no one. So my kind of final suggestion would be don't be afraid to reshare the meaningful content that your audience engaged with. Tweak it a little bit, share it again. You're going to see great engagement from it. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to be on the show with me, Michelle, like at the last minute as our all the crazy ideas that I have. Um, but for everyone listening, a couple of things. One, if you haven't joined the Real Marketers community, we want to have you there. So make sure you reach out to us on Twitter or LinkedIn and we will get you invited to that community. And then also, I challenge every marketer listening to think about their podcast strategy for 2021. There's a ton of opportunity for you to really make this a channel that works for your brand. But in order to do that, you've got to get started now. So start thinking about what your audience wants. How are you going to create content that's unique compared to what's out there? And how is your voice going to be different? And then if you have any other questions about like how this magic all happens, um, feel free to reach out to Michelle and she'll tell you all of the behind the scenes stuff. But this is our first behind the scenes episode. More to come in the new year where we'll be sharing more of like our secret sauce of how everything comes together at Limovate and for the show randomly throughout the year, just to give you some insider knowledge. So have a wonderful rest of your week, everyone. You've been listening to Real Marketers. If you love what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell a friend. All of this marketing goodness shouldn't be kept a secret.